Down and down again. Oh. I got so high, left my frown in the wind. Oh. Hard, I tried, never try it again. Cause these niggas is lying again. Oh. I'm a black lion, I roll like a tire. Girl, in my dreams, I don't sleep, I don't oh, find her. Shit. If they sleep and they need a reminder, this is for niggas who think we minor. Niggas. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is a re recording. I don't know where I lost this at, but I remember I recorded months ago. I recorded all eight season recaps of <clears throat> The Blacklist. And I remember I, I uploaded them all to my computer. I can find every, I find every season before. I have yet to watch season nine. Once it once season nine hits Netflix, I will watch it. But I really wanted to do a retrospective of this. And every time I was gonna do it, something came up. We will watch this, watch this. And so I decided we have a few weeks until She-Hulk starts. But I really, the only reason I started doing the day, uh, the same day uh, reviews of Miss Marvel is because I, that was the only way I was gonna do them. I really had only one interest in. I had interest in watching them. But, like, I had no real interest in um, actually reviewing them, you know? Like, to me, I couldn't get into what if. I know season 2F is supposedly coming out soon. I'm not going to watch it. Like, if that's something to do with the greater MCU, I'm just going to miss out on it. And I'm okay with that because I truly believe in watching what you want to watch and not feeling like you have. And I think that's the problem with so many people right now is they feel like they have to watch it. And I know there's these numbers going around where it's like, hey, um... There's 59 hours of of, of of numbers already. And I'm just kind of like, well, you still don't have to fucking watch it, though. You know? Um, you can kind of just, you know, ask about it. You know, like, I, I'm just okay. Especially since so many things happen off camera anyway. It doesn't even fucking matter. But um, I'm a huge She-Hulk fan. And so I say, you know what? I kind of want to just take the show in. And when I seen it starts at August 17th and ends, like, October 19th. I said, what's well, fucking two months? I said, I'm not, I'm not going to worry about it. So what I'm actually going to do, my plan is for all of August and December is to do all the, all eight, all eight episodes of the blacklist. So they'll all be done, uploaded. You'll get the retrospectives every Wednesday. And then when She-Hulk comes out at the beginning of October, I will then do episodes one and two. I'll take notes. Because I'm actually going to watch them more than once. Like, the replay value for Miss Marvel for me does nothing for me. Um, the only thing I've actually replayed on Miss Marvel was the, the post credit scene where you see Carol Danvers come in. Otherwise, I, this, the, 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 the replay value means nothing to me. I believe I'm going to enjoy this because I, I enjoy Abomination. Uh, I enjoy, obviously, Hulk will be on there. Uh, but I really enjoy She-Hulk. So that so I don't know why I'm telling you guys this now because by the time you guys hear this will be the end of fucking August. But that's but essentially this is what I'm doing on season four of the Blacklist. So and I will of course tell you guys all this before. But anyways, I went on a rant there. I apologize. So season four of Blacklist, we start off with the complications and the consequences of season three. Season three, when we thought uh, Elizabeth died and she was hidden away by Mr. Kaplan, and you you knew there was con- consequences to be paid, even though Mrs. Mr. Kaplan was really not just the side by side person knowing all the dirt, but she was the one that also made a promise to protect Elizabeth. And so obviously uh, red didn't like that. And so you kind of see this coming and you see there's a kind of a divide, not just between Kaplan and red, but between red and Dembe. 
Demi's like, you shouldn't be doing this. This is a terrible idea, et cetera, et cetera. And Red sends her on this, like, he's with her, and he's like, hey, I bought this land for you for when you retire. And he shoots her. And you and you when he shot her, you knew she wasn't dead. But but it's one of those situations where like, all right, there's gonna be consequences. This, this whole se- this whole season was based off consequences of actions. Mr. Kaplan had her consequences, and Red will have his consequences. So the entire season is essentially a cat and mouse game of Red trying to find Mr. Kaplan. Mr. Kaplan just piece by piece dismantling all of the the, the empire that Red has built. And it's not completely destroyed, but it's enough destroyed. And at one point in time, once again, about consequences, Mr. Kaplan gives this briefcase or or essentially tells um, Tom where to find this briefcase. And this is going to get uh, um, Rob, (laughs) this is going to get Tom killed the next season um, because he now is looking for a way to bring Red down. And so there's so many things that happen on this season where you you have Dembe and Red essentially trying to find this suitcase, and they they never leave. To, uh, one thing I love about the relationship between Dembe and Red is they actually never far. They're never far from the same page. They never differ far from the same page, but they do have disagreements, and those disagreements do allow them to split ways for a couple episodes each, each season if they need to. But it's like essentially, you you see that Dembe is Red's conscience. And Red, when Red doesn't listen to his conscience, you see that it, it does affect Red later down the road because he needs someone to be his conscience, which he definitely wanted, uh, what's her name, Elizabeth to be. And so you see all these things where, for as annoying as sometimes it can get when Liz is like, tell me, I deserve answers. It's like, do you really, bitch? Because if you cut him off, cut him off, cut him off, he will give you the answers because he can't live without. Like, in my opinion, I, I truly believe Red, I, and I'm sure I know it's been, uh, I know season ten has been, they've been uh, renewed for season ten. I truly believe we're gonna get all the answers we deserve. I truly believe we're gonna get all, all the answers we ever wanted whenever this show ends. But in my opinion, I feel like Red came back into her life because he needs her more than she needs him. It's kind of like a might be a terrible analogy. I'm gonna say it. It's kind of like a dog. Where you might get a dog, you might rescue a dog or whatever, and you nurse a dog back to life, but then that dog becomes a huge part of your family or any animal. And then next thing you know, it's like, wow, we, you know, you realize you need him as well because sometimes when you have a bad day, that dog comes up and just makes you better and makes you want to walk him and stuff like that. I feel like that's how Red is. I think Red came back because he, he felt like he couldn't protect her from the shadows anymore because of things he was doing. And if you guys remember, season one, we started off with Red, Dembe, and like an Asian chick. Who was quickly killed off, right? And it was the way, it was, in a way, it was to show Red's weakness. Like, Red has a weakness, you know? His people are his weakness. But in this season, Mr. Kaplan just knew where all the, all the bodies were. He knew how to hurt. She knew how to hurt um, Red. And Red, at this point, is just kind of like, where do I find this person? And to me, it makes sense for Red's people, when they've been with him a long time, to turn on him. Not because they're disloyal, but because Red is a lot to deal with. And even though Red never crossed that line until the beginning of season one, I mean, season three, four, excuse me, um, he's probably gotten on her nerves so much. And eventually, when you're close to someone and they don't listen to you, you're like, man, just F you, dude. Why am I here if you're going to do what you want to do anyway? 
and, and it's one of those situations where it's kind of just like, man, like I, I can feel that so much. Um, so it's one of those situations where it's a cat and mouse game. And so eventually it, it leads to the end where Mr. Kaplan is telling Liz, hey, you know, he's holding some secrets from you and blah, blah, blah. I said in the third and the, one of the final scenes is Mr. Kaplan sitting on top of a bridge and she's going to jump. And Red's like, hey, I'm not going to pull a trigger. I should have never pulled that trigger before. Come back with me. Let's make this right. And Mr. Kaplan, by that time, was too far gone. She had already crossed so many lines she probably never wanted to cross. And she did it knowing that it was no kind of, Even if those two could make right their relationship, there was nothing she could actually do in her own mind for herself and for Elizabeth. So she she jumped and killed herself, supposedly. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me doing air quotes. And so um, in the end, there's a DNA test that says Red is her father. And it turns out to be not true in the next season. And we still don't know who the real Red Raymondton is. So I, I that's a that's a loop. I, I want to say I've seen none of seven, season nine, so I have no fucking clue what they've unveiled or anything like that. But as, as of this recording, that's kind of what's been going on. So, anyways, um, essentially the season wraps up with Liz and Red being on the same team. And Tom on a journey for this suitcase. And you hear Red tell Dembe at the end of the season, hey, we need to find that goddamn suitcase. And so you need to find out what's in the suitcase in season five. Uh, you guys will find out when you guys listen to the season five episode next week. But um, I thought this was a strong season. You definitely saw Red get broken down and taken apart like a puzzle. For every puzzle piece that was taken away, you got you got some answers. It, it wasn't just questions. And so I enjoyed it. I thought it was one of the stronger seasons for sure. This is why I'm really curious to watch season nine and to review that. Because I feel like with so many pieces missing, and we had, and it was just two more cast members that left after season nine that I really want to know what their endings were like in season nine. Um, that's why I think season 10 will probably be the last, either season 10 or season 11 will be the last seasons. And um, to say got renewed, apparently, like, because they were moving. Uh, days all over. I remember saying, oh, it's time. It's, it's, it's time. It's come to an end. And then it got renewed in like March. And I was like, oh, wow, you got early renewal. Um, apparently the numbers were still so strong. It's such a good writing show. And because they answer your questions, you never feel too lost. You never, too, you never feel too much like, all right, I have all this crap in my head and I can't get any of it out. You get answers out of it. You know? So um, anyways, that is my review of season four. Um, as you guys hear this, this will be the end of August. Um, but I am still, like I said, I'm going to explain everything to you guys in time. I really wish I could have found season four, my first recording, because I know it was probably a little bit more in depth, but I just kind of got to the point here. So it's like a little bit of a shorter episode, but that's essentially the gist of the season was just that. So anyways, that is the show for this week. I am the slow chemical and we are out.